Welcome, beautiful souls, to Shine On You, the podcast that dives deep into the realms of modern spirituality, the metaphysical, and the mystical. I'm your guide on this journey, Renee Novello. This is not just a podcast, it's a sanctuary for the open-minded, the curious, and those called to topics that maybe at times seem a little out there. Through grounded, heart-centered conversations, we are here to support your next breakthrough into higher alignment and help illuminate the path, highlighting the threads of wisdom that connect us all. We are a community of kindred spirits, a space for belonging, connection, and shared wisdom. This is Shine On You, a podcast where the coastal breezes of Wilmington, North Carolina meet cosmic mysteries. Jump in and join us for conversations that will feel like sunshine for your soul. To follow me along on this journey, head over to my website at renenovello.com or on Instagram at Vibe with Intuition. Now let's dive into the interview. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Shine On You. I'm so excited that we are continuing our conversation today with Heather Gordy. We are doing a part two episode. If you haven't listened to part one and you want to get to know Heather and go back and listen to that for sure, today we are focusing on crystals. The crowd goes wild. Everybody loves to talk about crystals. So many of us have an affinity for them and... I personally am looking forward to this conversation because I don't know a lot about them. And we have Heather here today to to tell us all the things about crystals. Hi, Heather. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back. And I love talking about crystals. And I'm surprised to hear that you don't know more because I feel like they'd love you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have quite a few. Okay. Um, what they do, their properties, why I have them, and what to do with them, I'm not so sure. I just look at them in admiration occasionally, but we're going to enjoy that. It. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> so tell the listeners what maybe drew you initially to crystals. Like, what was your initial introduction to them in your life? Yeah, so I worked at a metaphysical shop um, that primarily focused on crystals. We had a large crystal selection and part of my job was was learning their names, their properties, what, you know, to some extent, the mineralogy of it and getting to know them just felt like a reunion and I started to get more interested and it was really easy to collect them when I was mm-hmm. with them every single day <laughs> and um, me and my friend she worked there for a period of time um, we had our own little stashes in the back <laughs> of the ones that we would eventually buy and it was just um, every once in a while would get a little out of control we'd have to clear out our stash and it yeah. was always hard being like but this one is so special too and and what about this one and like, they're also pretty <laughs> I mean how do you pick yeah so um, that really just got me involved in them and once I started to get to know them more it really did feel like a reunion a homecoming mm-hmm. like a very natural connection so I can appreciate that and um, definitely have felt drawn to crystal, you know, the, the aesthetic properties of them. But what are, I guess, how 
does it work in terms of like their healing properties? Like, I'm are they they're all individual, right? They're all have their own personalities. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to say so for sure. They all have their own personalities. Um, they all have different uses. I usually describe it as they all have their own job that they're really great at Mm. and they all do it in their own way. And so just as, you know, even though two people can do the same job, one approach might actually be more effective for what you're needing. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're all unique. They're all different. And the way that they work with the body and our own energy is similar to how we might work with plants or how we might work with other things where we just gather this idea that everything has an energy to it and everything has a purpose to it. And I like using the comparison to plants only because even if we're just working with herbal teas, you know, very (coughs) passively, We're getting to know the plants and we understand that they all they all work in a different way. And to some extent, they affect our energy, too. So with crystals, they can be very similar because they're both earth energies. They're both coming from the earth. They're both emerging from the earth. And since our bodies are so innately connected with the earth working with earth energies are very complementary to Mm. our system and our energetic system so crystals and to some extent plants but crystals are unique because the energy of the earth is so vast and diverse Mm. and the earth helps us with so many things and when the energy of the earth comes into the formation of a crystal that is where the energy gets really specified. So it is at its base just an earth energy, but it is pulling a very specific element or aspect of the earth to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And, you know, similar to our own children, it's like they are a part of us. And so we see part of us in them, but it is unique to them and specific while at the same time, there's always going to be an element that we're the same. Mm. So crystals have that earth energy and they work with our bodies because our bodies are so innately connected with that too. And every type of crystal is just holding a different aspect that the earth already provides in a very concentrated form And then we can work with that aspect and that element and get to know that really well. The other great thing about crystals, the maybe unique or individual aspect of them is that just like everything, they have a spirit to them too. So just like with plants, a rose plant that grows in my house versus a rose plant that grows in my yard versus a rose plant that grows somewhere entirely Mm. different they're all going to have a different personality because of their environment and because of what went into them growing. Crystals are the same depending on their location, depending on 
the even how old they are, depending on what was happening at that time, all of those energies kind of go into that because they too are learning from their environment. So even when we have two of the same crystals, they can still feel different and they can still have different things to offer us because that nature of their spirit brings us different information or a different perspective or a different understanding because of the environment that they were raised in. (laughs) I was gonna, you were picking up on exactly what I was thinking, which is awesome. Because I was wondering if it obviously has to do with the qualities of what's deposited into the crystal has to do with the environment of the, uh, you know, the region of the world that they're, I don't know if you say harvested or mind or whatever, but from, and how that contributes to the qualities of that actual crystal and its properties. Is that true? Like, Yeah, I would say, you know, sometimes we can think of something like being more, more pure or unpure, mm-hmm. but comparing it to plants just because that's, you know, mm-hmm. universal mm-hmm. in our understanding <laughs> is a rose plant that is grown in my home is just in a controlled environment. And then a rose plant that is in the wild is obviously going to have a different perspective because it's gone through different conditions. And so same with crystals, the everything that's going into that formation is taking part in their personality, which is their perspective and maybe even their approach because we learn Mm -hmm. from what's around us. And then we're learning from what is coming through the earth at the same time. That's beautiful. I want to get into the specifics of how one works with crystals, your work with crystals and what you do, because I know you do some very unique and interesting things um, that I'm always fascinated by here and want to know more about. But I'm just curious, why do you think that right now there is such a a larger collective interest in crystals. What is that? What is this rise in popularity? And I mean, you can't turn on the TV. I was watching total admission here, a reality TV show and they were talking about crystals and, you know, it's just coming up everywhere. What do you think that's all about? Like in terms of just a, I'm just curious your collective your view on that collective. Yeah, I think that's a fabulous and interest. <laughs> like, why is it happening? Well, I, it's a fabulous question, and it it's just like um, exciting to answer. So, <laughs> I'm sure there's different perspectives on this, but my personal feeling and um, my personal perspective is more that crystals are a tool and a resource. Uh, Plants are a tool and a resource for our body and the we we have so many spiritual resources and I think we've been seeing a pattern of different spiritual resources coming to the forefront Mm -hmm. and coming into more of the collective awareness and kind of there's a hype behind it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people move into it and all of that gets elevated and I think that's just something that will continue and we'll see different things come to the forefront because 
whether our bodies need it more now and it's just kind of attracting it forward mm-hmm. or our collective consciousness is moving into being able to utilize these tools in a different way and that is bringing it forward or you know multiple things probably but it's just that collective consciousness and the evolution of our collective consciousness which is going to affect us individually and through the body too that I think starts to almost bring and pull these things forward that we need and that help to create balance and I think the only reason you know they've always been here Mm -hmm. the only reason why maybe they didn't come through sooner on such a large scale is because they were only coming forward for maybe this the the population that that it was there for or needed it at that time and we're just seeing more and more people kind of come into a space of need within spirituality and spiritual tools and understanding themselves and their own system Mm -hmm. and so there is kind of that collective rise of helping as a support to bring balance back into our body Mm -hmm. right and the connection with the earth is obviously so important yeah to that where I feel like the crystals perhaps enhance that yeah the crystals will definitely enhance our connection with the earth, what we can feel, but also, you know, these individual elements that are coming into the crystals, we maybe don't always see right away, like how, how much encompasses the earth. Mm -hmm. And so we think about things as being separate of the earth when it's actually intertwined. Mm -hmm. And so there are frequencies within crystals that are reaching higher dimensional planes or what we would describe as higher dimensional planes. Or there are frequencies of crystals that are reaching other realms. And that's just how we're describing it when it is coming through the earth and from the earth at the same time. And it's really not that separate. And we can see that through the crystals themselves or It's the idea that the earth already really knows how to move and the energies of the earth really already know how to move between those spaces. And so the understanding and the connection between all of these things, these different realms or different dimensions when it's all layered and really all accessing through the same thing Mm -hmm. the earth is already bringing that through and crystals really have a way of just individualizing and giving us access points and I think one of the really beautiful things that crystals do is they help teach our body and our energy system how to regulate and balance between these different energies because they already understand how how do you do that is it by Specifically, how do you work with them? Do you hold them? Do you meditate with them? Yeah. So (laughs) what does one do when they have a very beautiful (laughs) crystal and they're like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, I love this crystal. What do I do with it? I know. So I'll give very specific examples because I know people love that. (laughs) But I'll also give like the my answer, (laughs) which is like the energy that comes off of crystals is so, so natural 
we don't technically have to be doing anything. And we can be so intuitive with these things. So for me, the connection that I feel with crystals is more of a relationship and more of a communication and more of they are my allies and they are my teachers and they are my guides. So listening to my intuition is really just listening to them and they tell me what to do or how to use them or where they want to go or, you know, all the when, what, hows to everything. And so through just that intuitive nudge or that intuitive pull, it's like, it would be the same as, you know, you're leaving the house and then you remember you forgot your water bottle and maybe you don't technically need it, but maybe you need it. Mm -hmm. And so even with the crystals, you're walking out the door and then you're like, you know, one pops into your mind and it's like, just go grab it real quick and bring it with you. Um, You don't always know the extent that it's working with you, but it's definitely working with you. So it can be casual. It can be unstructured. And so you can pick up a crystal and, you know, carry it with you while you're at work. You can set it at at a particular place in your home. You can work with it while you're meditating. I have a pattern of just like at the end of the day, holding them while I'm doing anything, while I'm reading, while I'm winding down, you know, a very passive way of working with them, Mm -hmm. of just holding them while I'm doing something else because that just feels nice in the moment and that's just where they want to be. Um, I have crystals that I put in my car and sometimes there's a very, very intentional purpose. Like there's a need and I'm using this crystal to fill the need. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just, that's the crystal that wants to be in my car and they'll live in my car until they tell me that they don't want to be there anymore. And then (laughs) I'll put them somewhere else. And so it's not really like, I don't have a conscious thinking of why they're there or a need per se for them to be there, but that's just how they want to work with me and where they want to be. And that's how they're getting their job done. And I'm just trusting that. I like to put some crystals in plants sometimes Mm -hmm. because they don't only help me, but they will help other things. So if they want to be in a plant or if I feel a plant wants that energy, then I'll place them in some of my plants. But I personally love placing them around my home and carrying them with me. I always have them with me. I've seen your backpack. I know. (laughs) It's incredibly impressive. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I don't even know, you know, where they are sometimes, but I can still feel that they're there. So I actually had a crystal, if we had a a time, if we have like a funny side story, I had a crystal that I'd been thinking about recently, and it's one of my special ones to among all of the special ones that I have. (laughs) And so I was like, I kept on checking in and I'm like, I don't know where I put it and I don't know where it is. But then my intuition would be like, it's still here and it's okay. (laughs) And I was like, all right, it'll show up eventually. And that happened for a few weeks. And then I was on my phone with my friend the other night and she picked up a crystal and she goes, Heather, is this your crystal? And I was like, oh my gosh, is my crystal at your house? (laughs) And I was like, could it be the one? (laughs) And she was like, well, I thought it was mine. But as soon as I picked picked it up, I was like, 
this is an imposter. This is not, <laughs> this is this not is one of not my children. My children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, it was so funny. It was the crystal and she brought it back to me and I was like, I knew it would return home. Eventually. I love that story so much. Um, so yeah, I just, I do carry them with me pretty much everywhere. I use them in my yoga classes a lot and that is really important. That actually is meeting a need for my body. And then, do you just put them on your mat with you? So if I'm practicing, they're with me on my mat. Mm-hmm. If I'm teaching, I'm putting them in the four corners. So I have a set where that's their job. Their job is to be in four corners wherever I am. So whether okay. that is in my uh, yoga studio, like in my classroom, or if that's in a workshop setting, it's like, that's their job and that's their role. And I want to talk about do. this because <laughs> I know that you do offer crystal gridding of people's homes and businesses. And yeah. when I found that out, my jaw dropped. I was like, that is incredibly interesting. So what is involved in, is it called gridding, crystal gridding? Yeah, yeah. Someone's home or business. How do you share with us a little bit about how you do that or how that works? Okay. I'll share too that there's two, there's kind of two types of gridding. So you can grid within a space and then you can actually, you can also create like an individual crystal grid. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started with the individual crystal Mm -hmm. grids, but working at that metaphysical shop, we had people come in and ask all all the time for, you know, how do I grid my home? Um, How do I protect my space? And that was one of the ways that we could just share with them, this is how you can protect your home. Well, I started getting into the crystal gridding, the individual grids, just after I saw a really beautiful display. And I was like, wow, Mm. like so many crystals are working. Not only is it incredibly beautiful, but very, very powerful. All the energy amplifies. And so that helped me get to know what crystals work really well together rather than before I was working with them in a very like individual way. Mm So um, crystal gridding is really about bringing the energy together and not all crystals work well together. Some crystals, I would say, don't even really like other crystals. <laughs> um, and we're going for synergy, right? <laughs> yeah. We want to We want teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> so that really gave me the understanding because I could set up a grid and I could feel how they were working together and I could feel maybe how it would work for my body or just these different intentions. And then eventually that moved into a larger space, which was coming to grid homes and coming to grid spaces. So me having such a personal connection with crystals I reached a place where I was like, yeah, I do need to protect my home. And for me, it makes most sense to use crystals. Mm. They work really well with my body. I really feel them. I know when they need to be charged. It's not something that I need to think about. They just kind of have that constant communication. So I grid in my own home and there's kind of a, you know, there's a baseline of really, you just want to hit the four corners of your home, Mm -hmm. but you can change the energy or shift the energy or amplify the energy by working with more points than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I did in my home is that I really listened for where things needed to be 
to balance the energy and to also, I wanted a very strong, stable, consistent field around my home. Yeah. And of course, homes are not, you know, four by four right, <laughs> squares. Right. They are very dynamic. And so to balance the energy among many rooms or even within an odd shape, that's really what I was working with with my own home. I had someone reach out to me and was like, you know, this is something that I want for my business. I just have this vision and I feel like you're the person that can help me with that. That was a business in town. And immediately I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds wonderful. And I absolutely want to do that. And so that was the first business that I did and first space that I did. And I just worked on their intentions, which was different than, you know, my space, which was mm -hmm. more so for protection. They wanted people to feel uh, like relaxed. They wanted people to feel at home. They wanted people to feel welcomed, secure the moment that they walked in the door. And so this wasn't about protection. It, we, it was about elevating the energy of the space and bringing a positive effect into the space so that people felt that when they walked in and they felt truly, truly supported. This was a healing space. And so I worked with, when I do a space or even when I do a grid, I work from two directions. I work from what is needed in the space. So asking the space, asking the energies that are already there, mm -hmm. what's depleted and what absolutely needs to be here. And then... I'll go towards the crystals and I'll say, I'll basically put a call for action out <laughs> and it's like, okay, who wants to line up for the job? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who wants to interview for this position? That's and awesome. um, crystals will kind of come forward. And that is one of the ways that I've gotten to know them because some crystals surprise me and what they want to be used for or what they can be used for and seeing what comes forward first before I start to get involved in the process. And so I'm kind of working from those multiple directions to bring a balance and an, an intention into the home or into the space and Generally, you do work with the four corners and you work with all of the thresholds, any doorway, any window, any between space. And you visualize all of the points of connection and it should in some way move in one direction. You're creating a circuit mm -hmm. of energy so it should be circular in some way, how the energy moves. I can feel your passion and your excitement for this. It's like palpable. <laughs> and I think that is part of why it's so interesting is because it's something you're so tuned into and gifted in working with people on. Is there, and, and this might be a long answer, but are there certain crystals that are good for everybody? Like, a like if you're brand new to working with crystals, let's say, like, are there certain beginner crystals that you would say everybody should have to start with? For sure. Yeah, there are, there are absolutely crystals that are very diverse and 
great for anyone Mm -hmm. because all of our bodies are different and all of our energy to some extent is going to work differently. So I would say on both sides of the spectrum, there are crystals that work for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then there are crystals that we might want to be just mindful of. Mm -hmm. So crystals that work great for everyone. If we're familiar with crystals, I think smoky quartz is always a really, really great grounding one. The energy of smoky quartz, I mean, smoky quartz is such a powerful crystal, but its approach is gentle. So it's only going to be powerful and strong if it needs to be. Otherwise, it's just going to meet you and it's going to meet everything like where it's at. It's going to take a gentle approach. It's going to work gradually over time. And that is what's going to be great for anyone. Mm -hmm. So smoky quartz is grounding It does have a protective element. It can be calming, but usually because it's so grounding. And since it leans towards grounding and protective, it isn't going to be amplifying too much other things Mm -hmm. or other stuff that we might be kind of carrying or holding in our energy field. So smoky quartz would be definitely a recommendation for people another one would be I'm gonna say rose quartz another quartz Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, rose quartz is just great for the heart when I got to know rose quartz it was more about self-love and I think no matter where we are in our journey that's always going to be a reminder Mm -hmm. that we need Mm -hmm. And rose quartz is wonderful for really affirming and bringing us back to self-compassion and self-love and empathy on all levels and really teaching us that when we have that for ourselves, it's easily extended to everyone around us. And so rose quartz is another one that's generally very, very gentle in its approach. And that would be another suggestion. The other quartz like other families other crystals that are in the quartz family I would say those start to lean more towards amplifying Mm -hmm. energy and so you have to be more cautious with where you are and what you're feeling Mm -hmm. when you work with them okay not they're not going to amplify anything to an extreme but an easy example would be clear quartz Um, clear quartz can be a cleansing crystal But that's not what I think of when I think of clear quartz. Clear quartz is great at amplifying. Mm. And so it is wonderful to work with other crystals. So if you pair clear quartz with smoky quartz, it's going to amplify the smoky quartz and maybe ground things a little bit more. If you bring it in with the rose quartz, it might help with that. But I don't think that's necessary for rose quartz or smoky quartz if you start to pair it with other crystals it's really going to elevate and amplify the energy of those crystals and so sometimes it's like we're carrying a clear quartz to help cleanse and then we're carrying something else to maybe help open and then that's feeling like too much okay and so the suggestion would be either working with clear quartz on its own 
or just knowing how sensitive clear quartz is and how easy it can amplify other crystals and other things. So if we pair it with a crystal that is already really strong and already working to open things, then we can easily feel overwhelmed if the energy is just amplified. That makes sense. I was thinking about a personal example, and maybe I do know more about crystals than maybe I think I do, but <laughs> like when my kids were little, I would use rose quartz in their rooms and like I, like next to their beds or under, even maybe under their beds. I don't know. But anyway, but that, that, that tracks. I have a large, beautiful, smoky crystal, and I'm like... <laughs> okay, I appreciate you. You're so pretty, but should it just be sitting in my living room? Or like, is there any particular place that uh, Smoky Quartz wants to be? I mean, I love Smoky Quartz so much. It was one of the first crystals that I started working with for a large Smoky Quartz. I think it does really well in a large space because it's going to help anchor everything and it's going to help keep things balanced but it's not going to feel like too much mm-hmm. because smoky quartz is just gentle by nature. Whereas um, hematite is a very, very mm-hmm. grounding crystal that I work with a lot, but I need a lot of grounding. So when yeah, I work, I need a lot of hematite. <laughs> that was the one you liked last time. Really? <laughs> yeah. That, the that makes sense. Metallic looking one. Uh-huh. Okay. So when I work with hematite it actually feels like it just balances me out because I need that much grounding right but someone who maybe don't need doesn't need as much grounding they might work with hematite and it might feel like it's like pulling them to the ground Mm -hmm. and it might feel like weighted in the body just because hematite's really really good at what it does mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really really good at grounding and it is a very very strong strong grounding force so even bringing hematite in a space sometimes if the space is smaller for example it might actually feel like the space is really really weighed down too dense yeah okay. now if we are an anxious type of person mm-hmm. that's going to actually feel really nice mm-hmm. for us we we generally tend to like that comfort, like it feels comforting to be a little bit weighted down. (laughs) So that might actually feel really nice. So with smoky quartz, since it's more gentle, like it can really, a large one can really help in an open space. I'm just assuming that with a living room, it might be more of an open space. It's like this, it's obviously, it's like the center of our house and it's very open. And it felt right. I was going to say, it's a really, (laughs) really great place to put a large smoky Mm -hmm. quartz. To put a large anything. Yeah, center of your home, open space, maybe even where people are gathering Mm -hmm. most often. Yeah. So I know this might be hard to answer, but do you have like a top three crystals or a top few crystals that you can (laughs) I mean I don't want to make you pick favorites but I I feel like they're gonna fight (laughs) but I will do my best so hematite is one of my top ones only because it's become a really strong ally for me and it it came to me it wasn't particularly one that I chose and it was also one that my I felt was I was really, really guided towards like my guides just kind of kept on telling Mm -hmm. me hematite, whereas my experience 
in the metaphysical world at that time was that people didn't really talk about hematite. It's not a favorite. It wasn't recommended a lot. And I constantly thought about Mm -hmm. it and it constantly kind of came forward. And I think it's just because it works really well with my energy and it works really well with me for the work that I do. I really need that anchor. And so hematite is usually with me always. And I can tell a difference when I don't have it. And hematite is what I use in my yoga classes. And I've had students say that they can tell a difference when I don't have it. So hematite would be one of my top ones. Another top one would be danburite. I don't work with Danburite a lot, but it feels so wonderful for my body, my energy system. It's a very pale pink. Mm. So um, I would say that it is in comparison to Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz is taking the gentle approach and is maybe more of an earth energy, Danburite feels higher realm, maybe angelic energy, but really just pure crystalline mm. love, very higher dimensional. So it moves energy very fast. It clears energy very fast. And For me, that one always feels really wonderful for the body Mm. because I love working with the heart and it goes, brings you straight there. So um, that would be one. Now, the hard part's going to be picking the last one. (laughs) You can give us four. (laughs) I'll pull from the ones who have been coming up recently. Okay. So I'd also pull forward Apophyllite. That was also another one that you really yeah. liked last time. I um, took a note on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I've been working with Apophyllite the same amount of time that I've been working with Hematite. It came in really early. And it is the energy of Apophyllite for me just feels so interesting. And it is all of the crystals are going to bring forward earth energy, but it is one that feels less of earth <laughs> and more celestial and more cosmic Mm. than other crystals and even crystals in the same family as apophyllite tend to carry that same energy they have a very celestial type of energy and apophyllite is very there's a charge behind it so you can feel that charge too but in an Uh, like just elevated cosmic celestial nature so it informs I would say it it brings in information and it helps you access information specifically from the celestial realms and it is acting often as an access point or as a gateway beautiful yeah I'll be going by the crystal store on my way home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting all of those. That sounds incredible. Do you have any others you want to share? Maybe just to explain, you know, some of the common ones yeah. uh, that 
people see a lot and maybe the energy that we can use them for. Perfect. So I love malachite. Uh, it's a green crystal. Mm. It has, when you see it polished, and even when you see it raw, it has like ribbons. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful. The green is like, yes, that's a wonderful word for it. And the green is just striking. Like you can't Mm -hmm. not look at it. Mm -hmm. I used to recommend malachite to people who needed transformation and who were ready for transformation So malachite is a heart-focused crystal, but it isn't necessarily going to take the gentle approach like rose quartz does. (laughs) (laughs) It is here to get work done, and it will often initiate. So it is here for transformation, and it is transforming things that maybe are wounds of the heart or energies that have become stagnant in the heart and so just going back to those things can feel difficult and challenging which is why sometimes working with malachite can feel really challenging for people but for people who are like I need to let go I'm, I'm ready to do the things mm-hmm. and I'm I almost need the push malachite, malachite. is going to do more than you're expecting. <laughs> so I absolutely love malachite. It does have a protective quality to it as well. I think just because it's so upfront and centered, like let's get things done mm-hmm. now. I think it naturally embodies some of those protective qualities for you too. So malachite is wonderful. Citrine is another common one that people utilize a lot. It is in the quartz family. So it does have amplifying qualities. It's great for clearing energy, purifying energy, moving energy, and shifting energy. So different than transformation, like transformation with Malachite is more of like you're alchemizing. You might go into some deep spaces citrine is clearing energy that probably doesn't have any business being there to begin with so it's not going to feel confrontational Mm -hmm. it's going to it usually feels energizing because it's clearing energy to get things to move and it being an amplifier, we most often associate citrine with manifestation because mm-hmm. when we're manifesting, yeah, we want the energy to be clear. We want something to amplify what we're already working with or the intentions that we have. We want to maybe also come into our willpower or our strength. And that's exactly what citrine does. Citrine leans towards yellows, bringing us to our solar plexus, our willpower. So it's very energizing. It helps to clear space and it helps us to get things done. It's very motivating. Another one would be black tourmaline. Mm -hmm. We hear about black tourmaline a lot. So I think it's helpful and easy to compare some of the darker crystals because we see black crystals And all of them are for protection, which all of them are for protection. But this is where we get to know how different aspects and different crystals utilize and work in different forms. And 
that can be helpful for identifying our needs or specifying our needs to really make the energy more efficient. So black tourmaline is always going to be protective. It is a protective crystal. It is really, really great at protecting between other realms. It is really, really great at protecting paranormal activity, like Mm -hmm. protecting against or protecting towards really just creating a boundary Mm -hmm. between paranormal activity. So most paranormal activity is happening on a level of either between entities or between past uh, humans or between maybe even mischievous things Mm -hmm. where all of those energies are pretty earthbound Mm -hmm. and that's what black tourmaline is great at. Black tourmaline is great at creating a boundary specifically towards things that are earthbound. When we start to get into other realms other protective crystals are maybe going to be more effective or they're just going to be able to create a stronger boundary just because they work in a different way. So black obsidian is another favorite of mine. Is that, that a really shiny with. black one? Yeah. yeah. And black obsidian, because it's so shiny, <laughs> um, it has a texture very similar to glass. Yeah. And naturally, it's very, very reflective. Mm -hmm. So when we're working with energy that is kind of coming towards us or coming at us, Mm -hmm. a reflective surface is usually very helpful. So black obsidian, in this case, might be more efficient, more effective, and work quicker than the black tourmaline. Mm. So if we feel any sort of hexy energy, if we feel any sort of just ill intent circling around us, maybe even judgment, these energies aren't always intentional. They're just kind of coming in because we're all human and we all kind of move through different things at different times but when we feel like we need a barrier or a boundary when maybe we're very sensitive and we can feel the impact of that then that's where black obsidian becomes extremely helpful you simply set up a a reflective surface so that things that might be coming towards you can bounce off and move in a different direction. I love that explanation. That's very helpful to hear. Yeah. There was one more crystal I was going to mention in that same realm, black kyanite. Mm. So black kyanite is also a protective crystal. And I love comparing the three of these because we start to see just our different needs Mm -hmm. and we can identify our experience a little bit more and understand our experience a little bit more. But black kyanite is very, very, very protective. But what I've noticed with black kyanite 
is that it is most protective around our mental space. So when we're very, very sensitive to what we hear from other people, mm-hmm. black kyanite is going to help us create more boundaries mm-hmm. so that we remain in our knowing and our energy. Mm-hmm. So even when we are far from these people, right. even when we're in sefer- separate places, Sometimes we can kind of, that energy can linger or we can still feel the impact of some of that energy. And it is all coming through the mental space. Maybe we notice that because we start to have more self-doubt and we didn't before. Right. Maybe we just start to second guess ourselves more. Things start to get or feel confusing because that energy is... Projections. Yeah. And, and maybe intentionally at you, you know, maybe not, but... Yeah, and it it gets confusing for the mental space Mm -hmm. because our energy is trying to figure out where everything goes. And black kyanite is extremely protective over the mental space. So I can be fairly sensitive around the mental space, and I've noticed this um, just from an element of channeling. I lean towards receiving telepathically, And that energy has always felt so fine, Mm -hmm. like even more fine than like grains of sand that I have no idea (laughs) where it's coming from. And I have no idea how to discern it sometimes. And so I have naturally leaned towards black kyanite anytime there starts to be a sense of questioning in myself or my own energy or you know, what's happening and black kyanite has done a fabulous job helping to shield a space that is already airy and like hard to shield Mm -hmm. to begin with. Oh, I love that. I think I need black kyanite necklace earrings and magic (laughs) ring. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. What with, I know now you teach a crystal course. I want to hear about that. And also maybe leave us with a couple tips if if you have anything that comes to mind about, you know, just practical things, caring for your crystals, I don't know, storing yeah. them, cleaning them, like anything you think that people that want to work with crystals and get the most benefit out of them should know. For sure. So first and foremost, I would say always follow your intuition. Like if you think about cleansing them, then that's probably them saying that they want a cleansing. (laughs) And how do we cleanse them? Yeah, so we can cleanse them. Different crystals are going to, can be damaged depending on how we cleanse them, which is why we kind of have to be a little sensitive with how we cleanse them. (laughs) Googling will be helpful. Mm -hmm. Ways that you can cleanse them, you can cleanse them by placing them in salt Um, Because salt is naturally cleansing. You can do this with anything. So you can place the crystals in salt. Mm -hmm. Let it sit there for 24 hours. If you feel like it needs to be longer, let it be longer. You can... Like a salt bath or just just salt? salt. Yes. Pour some salt in a bowl. No water, just salt. Bury them in there. Yeah. That's going to be very gentle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, salt can be coarse Mm -hmm. so if you have a really really soft crystal that would be a concern but most crystals are going to be okay in just salt okay it's more so water that you have to worry about I love cleansing my crystals in water 
even if it's just real fast. <laughs> so <laughs> I like it because like everything, uh, crystals collect dust. And if you have a raw crystal, then there's lots of grooves and creases that things get in. So sometimes you're just going to have to put it in the water to give it a good cleanse under the faucet, a light pressure, get everything out of there and it'll be brand new again. But some crystals technically aren't okay in water for several reasons. Some crystals have toxins in them that are only released when they're exposed mm. in water. So that's why we don't necessarily want to be putting crystals in water that we might consume. Right. Some crystals, it's just because they're really soft and more fragile that technically the longer that they spend in water, they can start to break down. But most crystals aren't really going to break down immediately if you put them in water. So you can use your best judgment there. Maybe do a little research, see if it's actually okay to put that crystal in water. But I love cleansing them in water, especially being by the beach. If they want to be in the ocean, I don't care who they are, they're going to go in the ocean if okay. they tell me that. But um, other quick ways, using sunlight or using the moonlight. Mm -hmm. Some crystals can fade under the sunlight, but again, my personal preference is if that if that's what they want, they're absorbing the life force yeah. energy that's coming from the sun and doing that every once in a while or doing that for short periods of time isn't really going to damage it. And it depends on their job, what they're used for. I'm going to let them do what they want. And then the moonlight is going to be a more gentle approach because there's no way that they can fade in the moonlight. You can either put it on a window seal or put it outside directly and then that will help cleanse them it'll also help energize them just give them an extra boost bring them back to maybe where they were before crystals do need cleansing only because they can get really really depleted mm -hmm. especially if they're working really hard i was gonna say the hard working ones yeah so uh, a good rule of thumb for people is once a month you can follow the cycle of the moon as an easy reminder, and then you can get yourself on a routine. Other than that, I mean, for me, I'm not a person who naturally likes structure, so I follow my intuition, mm -hmm. and I, um, I'm also carrying them with me everywhere, so sometimes they do naturally get time outside just because that's where I am, or they naturally, I put them in the dirt and they get charged there. So you can work intuitively, but just know that if it's going an extended period of time, we can't expect them to do more than what they're capable of and they do get depleted and they do need to be cleansed and charged and that really, really helps them maintain their energy. So use your intuition when selecting. Should you, because what I feel like right now is that you're talking is I'm thinking, I've got a lot of work to do today. I need to go home and pay <laughs> attention to my my or neglected crystals. I need to clean them. I need to talk to them and reintroduce myself to some of them. But in terms of um, other, you know, cleansing, using your intuition when um, selecting them and how you work with them, is there any other tips or anything that come to mind that you want to leave us with that you feel like do this, don't forget this or anything like that? I think, I don't know. I think you had asked another question and I don't remember now before that yeah just in terms of just um oh I do want to hear about your course 
That's oh, what it is. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to that one. This one's more important. Okay. Okay. Just tell us about your course offering, anything you want to talk about there, and if you have any other, like, one last tip. So my crystal course, I've done a lot of one-on-one workshops, like, just specific this is what we're talking about with crystals and doing it a couple times and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Basically all of the workshops that I've done and all of the experience that I've gathered over the years with different ways that you can work with crystals, I've placed and organized and structured into a course. And this is going to be my first time teaching it in this way, although I've taught this information many, many times, but this is going to be an extensive learning experience because we're not gathering for a couple hours and then you're on Mm -hmm. your way. We're going to be meeting uh, for four weeks and a few hours every week. I'm going to be having material that I give to you, practice exercises that you can play with in between each week so that you can start to get to know the energy more intimately. You can take what I'm introducing and what we're talking about and then immediately put it into a place of practice Mm -hmm. and see what that does for you. And then you can come back with any questions and we're building from each week. And so we're going to be talking about crystal healing at one point and how to utilize crystals for healing work. We're going to be talking about crystal gridding, different forms, different types of gridding. We're going to be talking about working with crystals from crystal spirits, like from their spirit, from retrieving information or working with them as a guide and an ally for yourself or for others. And Then we're going to be working with what I call crystalline codes. There's just a category of crystals that store information um, from our past, from just other places and other Mm. things. And we'll dive into what those crystals are and how we can access that information and how we can then bring that into our work as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's comprehensive and exciting. (laughs) And I bet that will be really well received because I think people like me kind of have a surface level understanding, but learning from someone like you that has this depth of knowledge and experience is just so, so needed, I guess, to go to the next level with this work. Can people find out about that on your website yet or yeah, is it coming? it is on my website and I, uh, it's going to start in person. I'm just going to use that to explore people's engagement mm-hmm. and maybe what they need. And then eventually I'm going to transition it onto yes. an online course Please so do. that everyone For our friends can have at access. Afar. Yeah. <laughs> so at first it'll be in person and then yeah. you're going to create an online course. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing so much about crystals. I have a lot of work to do. I'm going to go home and talk to all of them and um, maybe offer some amends for not paying as much attention. (laughs) Maybe give them a bath. I don't know. It's going to be a busy weekend, but thank you so much, Heather. I love this time with you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I hope it was helpful. Absolutely. And remind people how to find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at earthdrawn. You can find me on my website at earthdrawnhealing.com and 
around here around, around town. here in wilmington yeah we're lucky thank you <laughs> thank you so much <laughs>